Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Let us pray as the Lord will bless us. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word, your spirit that is leading us. We are grateful. Thank you for your great blessing. We ask you to bless our hearts. Minister your word to our spirit. We are thankful in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. We are looking at the art of following. Amen. Beloved, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. We are getting to the end of this whole series of following and... Um, I believe that it's a blessing. So at the very end, we are almost at the very end of this series that we've been doing. And then we'll be moving on to something else. Amen. I believe that Bishop Saki has a lot of powerful messages that he wants to share with you. Amen. Now, as you follow, one of the things you are going to realize is that there are also things you must not follow. So as we talk about the art of following, we want to look at the art of not following. Amen. And I want to start with 3 John chapter 1 and verse 11. Our starting scripture is Hebrews 6, 12. Be ye followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, in 3 John, you know we have 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. These are the epistles or the letters. Alright? And um, in 3 John, we have only one chapter. And then in 3 John, the Bible tells us how um, the apostle was writing and trying to relate with the disciples... And um, there was a man called Diotrephes who was not doing the right thing. Now, it says in verse 9, I wrote something to the church, right? But Diotrephes, 
who loves to be first among them does not accept what we say. Amen. Another version says, Diotrephes, who loves the preeminence. He loves to have the preeminence. So, in a church, now these things are written so that we learn from them. Amen. Now, in a church, all right, we always have some people who love to be in charge, who love to be important, who love to be doing things. Amen. That are not necessary. Hallelujah. They love to, to be important and have an excessive prominence in the church. They speak like they know about them. Oh, I know him. Oh, Bishop. Oh, I mean, his, his car is here. He's over here. Oh, you know, they have a way of speaking. These, these people feel important and have a certain way of feeling important. It's like they know everything. They know about you. They know all that and so on. But you grow to find out that these people don't really know anything. Like empty barrels which make a lot of noise. They actually know very little. And the little that they know uh, leads them astray. Amen. Now, the Bible says that John the Apostle, somebody who was with Jesus, was writing. He says, I wrote. I wrote. I sent my book. There are pastors whom I have written a book and have written to my churches. They don't want to use the book. They don't want to let the people have the books or the teachings that I am giving. And it's because those pastors have, have, have puffed up like diatrophies. Many of them would not have been in the ministry if I have not trained them or appointed them. Do you understand? They love to have the preeminence and they don't want to accept. They don't want to receive it. He says, he receiveth us not. Does not accept what we, we receive. So watch out for pastors who don't want. I stand here all the time and I mention Kenneth Hagin's name. I mention Archbishop Duncan Williams' name. I mention so many people's name. Watch out for People who, 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 who act as though they are self-made and self-created as if they didn't come from somewhere. Amen. Verse 10. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, praying against us with malicious words, and not contend therewith, neither does he himself receive the brethren. He doesn't receive he, Apostle John, and doesn't receive proper brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and cast them out of the church. Okay, now this is the practice of diatrophies. Okay, who is not flowing, he's proud, he's too big. Don't be too big. Amen, in the church. But we are all nothing. All of us are nothing. Zero, zero, zero. I'm nothing, even... Not only am I nothing, but I'm nothing without you. You, you, you. If you are not there, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm nothing without you. You are also nothing without me. I'm not the only one who is nothing without you. You are also nothing without me. So, it's one, one draw. Do you understand? So, nobody should feel big. I may feel very big, but without you, I'm nothing. If you are not sitting here, I'm also not, I have nothing. I have nobody to talk to. I'll still be in my classroom somewhere talking. So everybody is nothing, okay? So there's no need to be too big. Verse 11. Beloved, follow not. Follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. 
He that doeth good is of God. <laughs> but he that doeth evil has not seen God. It's simple. Amen. Tell somebody it's a verse. Beloved, follow not that which is evil. So, when you go on in your Christian life and you see somebody doing something that is a bad thing, the Bible says, do not follow that which is evil. He may be your own brother, don't follow it. He may be your cousin, don't follow it. It may be what your sister is doing, don't follow it. Follow not that which is evil. Now, I'm preaching about the art of following and therefore I'm preaching about the art of not following. Not everybody in the church is doing the right thing. And not everybody is good. And the Bible says, He that doeth good is of God. And he that doeth evil has not seen God. Now sometimes you see somebody backsliding. Is leaving the church. Follow not that which is evil. Sometimes you sit in a church, as I'm preaching, it's like table tennis. When I serve, the person gives me a backhand smash back. The very thing that I say, you give a, sm- a smash back. You say this, then the person will even cut. When the ball is coming, he's cut it so that when you play it back, it will go into the net. What type of church member are you? If you sit by somebody who is like that, very soon you will develop a very critical attitude. Because if I'm standing here and I'm preaching the word of God and you can't receive that, what to your husband? When he says A, you will say B-C-D-E-F. When he says G, you say H-I-J-K-L-M. When he says K, what is after K? K-L-M-O-N-O-P. Hey! Your house will be more than a battlefield. And there will be no peace. You see, happiness comes from peace. That's why we keep on saying, oh, let there be peace. Let there be peace. Let there, there should be peace. Oh, please don't fight. Don't fight. Don't fight. You know? But you see, you've learned how to be contentious. And you see people who have lived in gang communities like Kolegono, Choko, Labadi, and Teshi, and these type of communities... They are prone to contention. Even when they speak, you see that quote, Ole Loco, Chale, Mikaboe, eh? Ole, huh? Quote, 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 quote. Yeah. Somebody was witnessing to the father telling him that he should go to, he, should, he must be born again. He said, Look, if he goes to heaven and he meets Peter at the gate and Peter says he should go to hell, he will say, Yeah, hell. Yeah, hell. Bomo, yeah, hell. Yeah, hell. What do you mean? You've, you've made up your mind that even when you get to the gates of heaven, you are going to bring your contentious attitude. Your hell. What do you mean, Peter? You think it's a garment instrument that they are going to be doing over there? Hey! How many garment do we have? About three, eh? So you, 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 you bring it into Christ. You bring it into eternity. You bring it into your marriage. You bring it to church. Everything, you have an answer back. The Bible says, follow not that which is evil. It's evil. The Bible says they did not enter the promised land because they murmured. Amen. 
The next scripture that I want you to look at is Matthew chapter 23. Let's read from verse 1. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. Amen. Verse 2. Matthew 23, verse 2. And then let's read verse 3. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. Let's read verse 2 also. Verse 2. Saying the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Alright? But whatever they observe you to do, they tell you to do, do it. But do not ye after their works, for they say and they do not. In other words, you must follow, you must not follow somebody, all right, who tells you to do something but does not do it himself. All right? So, whatever they tell you to observe, observe and do, but do not you after their works. In other words, even the message they may preach is good, but their practices, what they are doing, may not be something that you must follow. Amen. So you must learn, always, you must tell people, I've learned the art of following, but I've also learned the art of not following. When I see things going this way, I say, no, this one, I am not following this. Amen. Number three. Do not follow people who follow, who are not following after God, after God, now following idols. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 30. Do not follow people following idols. Don't follow evil things is the first thing. Don't follow people who say and are not doing them. Don't do what they do. Number three, don't follow people who serve idols. Amen. Take heed to thyself, Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 30, that thou be not snared by following them, that after they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods. Even so I will do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord, for every abomination to the Lord which he hated have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters, they have bent in the fire to their gods. Amen. The Bible is saying in Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 30, it says, do not be snared by following them. Amen. Do not be snared by following them. Now, there are people when you follow, you will be caught in a trap. You'll be welded to their disaster. Because by following them, you are joining yourself to their future. You are joining yourself to their destiny. You are joining yourself to the, to the problems of their future and the seeds that they are sowing. So don't follow things which are evil. Now, one of the people that you must not follow is somebody who is serving other gods. And the other God that we have today is the God of money. Money is the God, the mammon that is challenging God himself. And today, 
People will do things more for money than for anything else. So do not follow somebody who loves money and does everything just because of money. Not everything is done for money. And you will learn it even as a businessman. There are many things you don't have to charge for. And there are things you don't have to gain, get a profit from. And until you learn that, you will never really get the benefit and the profit that you should have. But once your mind is money, 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 then you, you, you never learn certain things that God has for you. If you come into this church, and everything that you, you want to do in the church, you want for money. You want to play instrument because you get money. You don't get money in our church for playing instrument. No musician is paid in our church. We don't give transport. We don't give money for transport, for choir rehearsals, for playing instrument, for singing, for sweeping, for nothing. We don't have cleaners in the church. We ourselves clean in our offices. We ourselves clean the toilet, everything ourselves. There's no cleaner in our office. We ourselves do it. People, students may help, whatever. All are, we have nothing like cleaning company, nothing. You don't have to come to the church with a mind of some profit you are going to have. I want to join this church. So when I sell my materials, a lot of people will come. It's a bad mind reason to join the church. I want to join this church so that I can sell my water in the church. I want to join this church so I can sell my kebab in the church. I want to join this church so that I can sell my biscuit in the church. I want to join this church so I can sell my MTN chips. I want to join this church so that I can do this business. It's a bad mind. Where, where are you from? What type of person are you? What type of person are you? Ask your neighbor, is it, you? Is it because of you the man is speaking like this? Are you the business person who is trying to do the spoil the church with your business? Why? You are everything. You have a mind to get some money for something. That's why you will never prosper. Because even in real business, there is always the part which you do free. It may seem free, but later it rather turns out to be a, a benefit. Yeah. When I started writing books, I didn't know why the Lord, the Lord kept on encouraging me. Just give the book out free. Give the book out free. Today I'm God by the grace of God, a worldwide author in different languages. Different, different languages. By in Latvia, in Latvian, Polish, Czechoslovakia. My books are translated, all those languages. Chinese, Indian, Marathi, Hindi, different, different languages. People buy and read. You may not know, because you are just sitting here in a crowd. You don't know much. Yeah, you are just sitting in a crowd. You don't know. You may not buy the book. There are places where I am a very wild author. People are reading. You may be sitting here not reading it. But you see, you may, not, you, know, you may not know that there is a place where you are not supposed to charge. It's supposed to be free. When you don't do that one, you see that the one that you are supposed to benefit from, that one never comes to you. One day, a lawyer did some work for us. When he did the work, now I have at least six full-time lawyers. That work in the church. Lawyer, I can just mention that. I have more than 12 medical doctors, specialists, gynecologists, radiologists, all of them. They are all around me. So I had a lawyer. He was doing some work. I made him do some work for us. Then I said, send me the bill. Send me the bill. Then he sent, in those, those of the days of, of using fax machines. So the fax started to come. From around this flower pot. Eh? To this flower pot, come and see the facts, the bills. The long paper, as it was coming out, I said, Hey, 
So I told the person, tear the thing off. What a shock. Oh, you didn't feel any shock. What a shock. So I made the person tear. I said, tear out. Then later I saw the Lord. I, I gave him the paper. I said, what are these? These are bills that were for speaking to you on the phone. It is this amount. When I came to your office, it's this. When I wrote this, it is this. When I, I said, I won't pay. What do you mean? It's an opportunity that I've given you to do something for God. Impay. I'm also a gun. Impay. And he humbly took his bills away and continued to humbly be in the church without charging. Yeah. We are buying a church building and you are charging the church. Is it not an opportunity? This is your chance. To write, write the things, to sign, sign, sign the things, so that the church can have a church. When you go to heaven, these are a few things that will be mentioned in your favor. Apart from the ones which are not in your favor. Hey! It cannot be that everything is about man. The Bible says, don't follow people whose God is man, who have idols. It's a bad thing. I tell you, a pastor... Christian, don't let your life be governed and ruled by money. God is first before money. God is always important. I'm telling you, without God, you can have money, but you will not be alive. You can have money, but you, you will finish. You will not be happy. You can have money, you will be sad. You can have money, you will not, nobody will love you. You can have money, nobody will like you. You can have money, you will not be well. You can have money, but you will not have the important things in this life. So don't let money be number one in your life. Number one is God. In the beginning, God, God is always in the beginning of everything. When we started in the ministry, we never knew anything like being paid. When we said we are coming to work full time, what we meant was that the whole period of time is for God. That's full time. The whole period, the time is for God. Not about salary. There was no salary. What are you talking about salary? That's like you see people, they just, everybody's after something. And when the church reaches a certain stage, people feel the church is a source of money. So these people have money. Anything they get to say, decorations. You are a woman, you do decoration in the church. You should thank God you have a chance to come and tie your few ribbons here. Our church does not need your decorations if you don't know. If we get, it's just where we are allowing you. Sometimes the decoration is not nice. We just sit down here smiling like sheep with a lot of teeth. As if we don't know that the decorations are not nice. It's just an opportunity for you to do something. Our church is already nice without your decorations. What a shock! You are coming to sing in the church you want to be paid so that when you sing the song it's not that we'll be smiling there like sheep and goats like this. amen number four do not follow people uh, who are empty useless Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. He that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. Don't follow 
useless or empty shells. You know, in law, we call it a man of straw. Do you know what is a man of straw? Don't follow vain persons so that your life will be blessed. Amen. Now, finally, let us turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And we are going to see over there the great importance of not following the wrong thing. The last point for our message today is don't follow Israel's mistakes. Israel's mistakes. The mistake that Israel made when they were coming out of the Egypt into the promised land. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And all were baptized unto Moses in the cloud. And all ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them. And that rock was Christ. Amen. The Bible is telling us here that the people were just like ordinary Christians. They had a spiritual rock which was Christ. They had spiritual food. They had spiritual water. It's just the same as us. And he's saying that, be careful, because there were people just like you. Amen. Verse 5. Nevertheless, nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were laid low, or they were killed in the wilderness. Amen. Now, the next verse, verse 7, verse 6. These things happened unto them, as examples so that we would not crave after evil things just as they did amen so the, here again the bible is saying these things in the bible when we talk about the art of following esther following abraham following jacob following isaac following moses following all these important people in the bible the things that happened to them were examples for us so that we would not crave after evil things just as they craved so as christians we must not crave after evil amen verse 7 do not be idolaters as some of them were for it is written the people sat down to eat and to drink and stood up to play amen so don't follow the example hallelujah of idolatry which is what i was just talking about don't think of a, a legba or a kind of idol in front of your house think of money as an idol hallelujah number two or the next one let us not act immorally as some of them did and where twenty-three thousand of them died in one day amen immorality hallelujah all the forms of immorality ask your neighbor are you into fornication are you into fornication no look at him my boss i said i'm not afraid of you i said i'm asking you a, a, a spiritual question are you into fornication are you into adultery 
What did they say? Are you into masturbation? Aish! Are you into pornography? What a shock! You're not expecting somebody to ask you on Sunday morning. But I'm telling you that today in Christian life, uh, you, you, if we check HIV in the church, it's the same as people who are not going to church. The same rates. If we are looking for virgins, and you say I'm in lighthouse, so I'm a virgin, I'm 16 years old, I'm 18 years old, I'm a virgin, we can't tell. But some time ago, if you say I'm in Calvary Road Incorporated, I'm in Joyful Way Fellowship, I'm in Scripture Union, immediately we know that you are a virgin. That's what it means. It means so many things. When you say I'm in SU, you say she's an SU girl. We are trying to say she's a virgin, she's like this, she reads her Bible, she prays. But when you say you are in Lighthouse, or you say you are in Royal House, or in Central, or Assemblies of God, or all these our current churches, when you say that, it doesn't mean that. What a shock. What an aftershock. <laughs> yeah. Bishop Saki, please come. I, I think they don't, they don't understand what I'm saying. When we were in SU, and you say you are an SU girl, what, what does it mean? It means you're a virgin. And, and what else does it mean? It means that you, you read your Bible, you pray, you have your quiet time, you don't go and watch Sene, you don't go to nightclubs, you, you are very obedient in the house, and then you don't like boys and girls. <laughs> Is that how you are today? What a shock! That's what it meant. But today, so that's what the Bible says, let us not act immorally as they did. Some of them did. And 23,000 of them died in one day. Do you think if they died in those days, we can also die? Pastor will be praying for miracle service. Receive it. Take it. But they are not receiving it too. Number nine. Let us not try the Lord. Test the Lord. As they did. And were destroyed by serpents. Amen. And number ten. Let us not grumble. As some of them did. Or the King James says, let us not murmur as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Amen. Now, these things happened to them as an example. They were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. Amen. Amen. So the Bible is saying, let us not murmur as they murmured. Let us not commit fornication as they committed. Let us not serve idols as they did. Three things maybe you should remember. Don't follow idolatry. Don't follow, don't follow the money game in ministry, in Christianity. Don't believe it, I tell you. 
I tell you, don't believe it. Don't follow it. Money is not everything. Having money is not everything. It should not be. You can ask Bishop, Bishop Saki. We came into the ministry. Even we used to have church service. We never took offering. We were not conscious. We came in as naive children. We're not even conscious of money. We had church services. Tuesday, weekdays. We never took offering. We just have preach, pray for people, do everything, and close the service. Not even an offering. It didn't even occur to us that we need to take an offering. It was when we needed to buy offer cinema. That we started, we look in the account to see, do we have any money? And we didn't have money. That's what made us take an offering. My friend Paddy Brew, he came to the church and advised me on how to take offerings and to receive tithes. He, he is the person who sat, sat me down and advised me. He said, look, don't joke with this thing. Take tithes. And he said, I'll come and I'll help you to raise funds for your church building. He's the one who helped me. Yeah. I'm telling you, we, we're not even conscious of money. What we are doing, we are not doing because we are looking for money. We are educated. If you don't know, we've been to school seven years university. Seven good years in university. It's not, it's not for nothing. Bishop Saki is a barrister at law, a solicitor of the Supreme Court of Ghana. He's not a small person. He has practice, private practice, government work, everything. When you do things, when you are doing something just for something you get in your hand, it's very different. If you practice medicine because of money, you admit people you shouldn't admit. You operate on people who don't need operations. Somebody should do normal vaginal delivery, you will do cesarean section sharp because you will get 5,000. When you do normal delivery, you get 100 CDs. So many things you will be doing. When you are a lawyer, you are doing for money, you know that your, your client is a liar. You know he's a thief. You defend him, sir. You say, yes, he never did. You know that this man is a murderer. You will say he's not a murderer. For years, you'll be defending because all that motivates you is money. Bible says, let us not follow people who are doing things just because of money. Money has become their God. Let us not walk in immorality. Maybe you haven't heard it where you came from, but that's what the Bible says. You have, we have to straighten our lives. We have to straighten in the secret places. It's not just what people are seeing, but in the secret place it must be what is right. Amen. Are you listening to me? And let us not murmur, criticize. Somebody came to this church was criticizing us for wearing uh, colored watches. He said that they are children. What kind of people are these with children? You are just wearing colored watches. They are not serious. What a shock. I shouldn't shock. I'm shocking. I'm shocking. You see, you take me to be a child. You take us to be Anything you see, you speak. You just have a comment. You speak. Bible said, be careful. And those are undercurrent remarks. Memory is not preaching. It is you speak quietly. And you say, if you do this at your workplace, you will never rise. Because you see, you, have, you don't know when you murmur and you meet somebody you've murmured against. It, it is in you. If the person is a little discerning, he will, he will know that you are, you are not with him. Yeah. You see, the person is some way. And there's a way you speak. There's a way you have. There's no flow of a certain type. Yeah, you got to watch out. It will never, you will never, I'm telling you, not that I want to care. The Bible says, let us not remember as God had it in the tent. And he said, you are finished. Yeah. When Elijah complained, he said, I'm the only one. There are seven, God said, there are 7,000. You are not the only one. This is the end of your ministry. Call Eli, uh, I've called in Elisha. God says, plowing. I will, I will get a farmer for you to see that I can use anybody. I will, I will choose, I've chosen a farmer to replace you. 
as soon as he spoke that way, he said, I'm the only one, Lord, let me die. I'm tired this thing, I'm struggling too much. Really? Really? God had it. One time, there was a lady who was coming to Jesus for healing for a child, and she said, look, Jesus said, only, only the dogs. And Jesus said, I can't give what I give to the main meal. I can't give it to the dog. Jesus said, for this thy saying, this thing that you said. When you speak in the house, God hears it. This word, this comment, this comment you make, I'm tired. This comment you make about your life, about your husband, about your life, about this, about the church. God said, I've heard it. He said to the woman of Syrophoenicia, for this saying, this particular comment that you make, that even the dogs, if they will get something to eat, this saying, go, your daughter is healed. God hears our comments and remarks. They are not preaching. They are comments we make in the car. Some of you, as you are driving home, you say things. You speak to each other. You say things. Well, comments, remarks. Bible said, neither member as they murmured and were destroyed. Let us learn how to say what we say when you are in front of someone. It's the same thing you say. If you smile at your boss, say, yes, sir, that's the same thing. How it ends. Not that you say this. Then when the person turns, you say, hey, this. One guy, I went to witness to him in Zurich. I was starting a church. I went into his house. He was a, he was a singer. He didn't know God and I as I entered the house, I preached to him. He, his wife, his children were there. I was with a past friend. And I ministered to him. He gave his life to Christ. His wife gave, they knelt down in the house in Zurich, Switzerland. When I walked out of the house, I didn't know this. A year, two years later, the wife told me, he said, you know, when you walked out of the house, he said, oh, this man is looking for money. That's why he's come here. That's the, that's the remark that he made as I walked out. What a shock. I have come to preach to you. You receive me. You bless me. You thank God. You are so grateful. You give your life to Christ. When I walk out of the door, you say, oh, this Ghanaian pastor, they are looking for money. That's the only comment you can make. This is how people speak. And that's why they, they amount to nothing. God blows on you. And everything becomes chaff. Watch your words. Watch your words. Watch your remarks, sister. Sister, watch your comments. You pay for them. Every single one of them. Bible says, every idle word that men shall speak, they will render account for it. Matthew 12, 34. You will, you will, you will pay for every word. That's why I, I don't complain about you. How many of you are going to pay tithes today? You know yourselves. Some of you tithes, you just come, you just put whatever. We don't complain. So we flow. I write books. You don't read. Others read. I've accepted you as you are. I've assumed that you know. I don't do launching of books here. If I do launching of books, I'll be, I'll be sad. I'll be depressed. It's true. I'll be very sad. I'll, I'll be discouraged. I'll stop the ministry. I've accepted everything. I'm flowing. Because I don't want to complain. The, the day I open my mouth and start, this, 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 this. Lord will say, ah. It's a problem for you. <laughs> Any problem here? Go and ask Elijah. As soon as you open my say, I'm the only one, the only one who, who does this. I'm the only one who gives. I'm the only one. Oh, really? You are the only one? You are the only millionaire in the church? Oh, I see. I didn't know you were the only millionaire in the church. I didn't know you were the only one who gives 200 CDs on a Sunday. I didn't know you were the only one who pays tithes in this business. I didn't know you were the only politician. I see. I'll show you. I have more people. And you, you, 
I'll call a farmer to replace you. Go and read your Bible. He called a farmer plowing with oxen. He called him. He said, you, you, come and replace this prophet. And he came to replace him. May you not be replaced by farmers and people who are nowhere near your standing. Yeah. Father, thank you for your word today. Help us not to follow what we should not follow. We thank you for the art of not following. For you told us to follow. But you are also telling us, don't follow. There are things we shouldn't follow. There are things we should learn. Follow not that which is evil. Thank you for your word to our hearts and our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand to your feet, please. As we stand to our feet, please, for a moment. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, lift your hand up and I'm going to pray with you. You sit here, you are standing here. Today you want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray a prayer with you before I take my seat. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's a powerful opportunity for you. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Come. Come to me from where you are standing. Just come here. I'm, st- I'm coming downstairs to meet you. Come. Come. Come from where you are. Come from where you are now to the front here. I want to pray with you over here. God bless you. Put your hands together for them as they come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let us pray. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Today, I humble myself. Everybody join in and say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I open my heart and I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. I thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.